To begin this episode, I want you to picture yourself in South Carolina's PD region with a big bowl of chicken bog, some green beans, coleslaw, and maybe a sweet tea to go with it. That's the same meal that was brought to me when I met a group of people that call themselves the Friends of the Lizard Man. Chapter 3. The Culture of the Lizard Man We're sitting down to have a meal, and we're waiting on one more person to come. And someone comes through the door without saying anything, and plugs in the CD player, and starts playing music. This guy's named Roy Atkinson. What happened to you? What I got in a fight with a lizard man. Look at my hands. Look at you, Bob. I see you don't take nothing anymore, hon. And he plays his scales all over the land. And he does the stomp down in the skateboard swamp. That is the Lizard Man Stomp song, to not confused with the Lizard Man Stomp dance that was performed both at the Lizard Man Stomp Festival in Bishopville in June. So the song was made with Roy Atkinson's wash tar instrument that he came up with. Um, it's basically um, a guitar cut out with a chrome bass that when you strum it, it makes noise. It was, it was made for his, his son um, to be able to play one-handed. If you could air guitar, you could play the wash tar during this song. They, they, they also joke about how that's why the lizard man uh, was ripping off bumpers, because he was just needing a pick for his his scales on his stomach. It's fantastic. We're all sitting there laughing and sh- sharing a meal together and talking about how musically inclined the lizard man is. Then Roy turns off the music and then sits down and talks to me. Mr. Andy, was that good right there? That so you got that. All right, here's the deal. Yeah. Um, I knew the lizard man. Mm-hmm. He get all kind of stuff here. I knew him. But this guy came from California, brought his whole crew, went out to the Button King out there to film us. Mm-hmm. And the head man, now that national TV thing, Derek was getting out the van, and he walked up to me and he said, Bo, am I supposed to be scared of the lizard man? I said, well, certainly not. No, no. He said, yeah, but he scratched up cars and stuff. I said, well, wait a minute. He needed a piece of chrome, just a little piece of chrome that he could stroke his scales. So I talk with Roy for a little bit, and then he tells his story. And the person sitting on his left is Phil Stokes, who was a deputy at the sheriff's office in 88. My name is Phil Stokes. I was working for the sheriff's department in the 1988 when the lizard man was first talked about. We had uh, a lot of evidence got lost because we thought it was all a joke. We thought it was Mr. Elmore scaring somebody away from his bean field down there. But every day the sheriff would send us up there to babysit all those people on the bridge. So I came up with the idea one night. I said, let's see if we can scare those people so in the middle of the night, Phil and a few of his deputies uh, try to scare the people that were hanging around the bridge at night. And he pulls out a raccoon call and blares it over the PA system of the cruiser. 
I'm about to play the audio, and fair warning, it is pretty loud, so <laughs> you've been warned. Irritated Wayne and Jim in the car with me blowing this thing <laughs> so long, but we were mostly interested in getting rid of those people off the bridge. Yeah. You weren't you trying ready? to irritate yep. your business, He was trying to irritate <laughs> I blew that for about two hours over PA system of the patrol car. <laughs> oh, man. Every time I hear that, I feel like I, I just start laughing. Um, I can't imagine hearing that in the middle of the woods. Phil then talks about the next day while they go home after changing shifts that his coworker, Wayne Atkinson, uh, comes across something in the woods. And it appears to be uh, these giant footprints that have claw marks in them. So we changed shifts. Jim and myself went home. Wayne Atkinson stayed out to work the night shift. Sometime over in the morning, he got a call to come to the jail. There was three teenagers there. Wayne told me they were scared to death. Said they had seen the lizard man. Wayne asked them where said they were coming home from a concert in Columbia and said it crossed the road in front of them. So Wayne goes to investigate. That's when he finds the tracks. So next morning, Sheriff called everybody out. He called Sled to bring the bloodhounds. We're going to get to the bottom of it today, he said. other people I talked to while having lunch at the Cotton Museum are Margaret Copeland and James Knight and George Roberts, all kind of involved around bringing this lizard man culture back to Bishopville. And a few months later, Thad and I go back up to Bishopville and stumble upon uh, an event called Little Miss Lizard Man Beauty Pageant. And obviously we have to go. actually a regular beauty pageant. There's 17 contestants, uh, different age groups, and they walk up and down the stage and show off whatever they're wearing. Uh, If they're too young, uh, their parents are carrying them. Uh, There's a few people that are, you know, wearing like green dresses, and actually one person was actually wearing like a green tail, and I think some had like little lizards on them. But the best part is the winners got these custom-made tiaras with lizards bejeweled on them. And they're the most adorable things I've ever seen. I think just the idea that it's a Lizard Man beauty pageant or Little Miss Lizard Man beauty pageant that is just kind of, you know, quirky and um, Bishopville. And events like that are starting to pop up more and more. Throughout you know the the years and months, um, there's a few lizard man scavenger hunts. You know some on horseback and some just walking through the park in town. And you know it's kind of just fun and just you know embracing this story about the lizard man. And this is all leading up to the lizard man stomp that was held in June. Uh, the stomp has been 
you know plan for you know a couple years now and it finally happened and it was in back parking lot right behind main street had about 700 people come there was various events with involving you know knocking over some you know tiny dinosaurs or taking pictures with the lizard man and you know roy atkinson was playing the lizard man stomp song teaching the lizard man stomp dance and robert was there selling t-shirts and you know there was just people that were just kind of coming from all over South Carolina for this. And there was a guy I met at Robert's booth that said this stop reminds him of growing up in Bishopville in 88 with all of the people selling, you know, Lizardman t-shirts and other items and just kind of enjoying and embracing this story of that summer. It almost seems like it's more than just telling a campfire story, and it's part of the culture now of Bishopville and the identity of the town. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Lizard Man Podcast, brought to you by The Post and Courier and Understand South Carolina. Music is brought to you by artist Me You with the song titled Suspicious. And don't forget to check out the final episode, Chapter 4, The Legacy of the Lizard Man. 